Josh Haston here, Israel Uncensored, on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. It is Monday, the 19th of December, 2022, the 25th of Kislev, 5783, coming to you from just outside the walls of the old city of Jerusalem. It is Hanukkah, the first day of Hanukkah. We are celebrating here in Israel, and Jews are celebrating throughout the world. So for those who are celebrating, wishing you a Hanukkah Sameach. Hope you are enjoying the festivities uh, of the holiday. And let's remember, you know, I mean, here in Israel, it's very popular to eat the sufganiyot, the jelly donuts. But And now, by the way, in Israel, there are all sorts of donuts. It's not just jelly donuts. You have chocolate and Oreo and so many different kinds. But let's remember what Hanukkah is really all about. The celebration of uh, military victory, Uh, the Jews, the few over the many, the Greek Syrians trying to destroy the Jewish heritage and the Jewish culture and the Jews prevailing in the times of the second temple and the rededication of that temple. Let's remember what the holiday is really all about. Uh, Today's show is very, very special uh, for me personally and in general. A special edition of the program here. I am going to be interviewing my dad, who is sitting next to me here in Jerusalem. He has just come out with a book. The name of the book is Menachem Begin Remembered by Hart and Haston, my father. Um, so I wanted to speak to him about this piece of history, which is this book and the experiences he had as a very, very good friend of Menachem Begin, the former prime minister of the state of Israel. May he rest in peace. So I'm good. So, Dad, thanks very much for uh, agreeing to speak to me today. And uh, it's good to have you here in Jerusalem, the capital of the Jewish people and the eternal capital of the Jewish people in the state of Israel. Thank you, Josh, my youngest son. So... So the name of the book, Menachem Begin, Remembered. Tell us about the book and what inspired you to write it. Yes, I do want to say Menachem Begin was the sixth prime minister of Israel. And I usually, when I used to introduce him, I used to say the sixth prime minister and the first really Jewish prime minister. Of course, I would always add, uh, don't get me wrong, Ben-Goyon was Jewish, and Golda was Jewish, and Rabin was Jewish. But Menachem Begin, when he was invited to the White House, he insisted on a kosher meal. He would also visit with the rabbis, our teachers, our masters. He used to refer to them like the Lubavitcher Rebbe and the Soloveitchik and Rabbi Soloveitchik and uh, Rabbi uh, Rabbi uh, Moshe Feinstein, because he was really a really Jewish prime minister, and I was very very fortunate to get to know him, and he's been my hero, and he's still my hero to this day. He was my role model. So, and we became friends, and sometimes I wonder, what is it that he saw in me, that he liked me? He asked me back in the 80s to become the president of 
Herut Zionists of America. And I accepted. And I, it was very hard work because we lived in Indianapolis and I used to have to come to New York once a week at least and have meetings. But because we loved him so much and we would do anything for him. And personally, I, when I used to introduce him, I used to compare him to, to Lincoln, Honest Abe, because he was such an great, a man of great honesty and integrity. And that's what I, what I modeled my life after him because he was such such a great man. And one thing that Josh will not mention, my son Josh, he also was his son Doc. And he came all the way to Indianapolis to be the son Doc. And that was a great honor for us to say that Menachem Begin was the son Doc of my son Josh. Yeah, that's something I don't think I've ever told my listeners before. I've never shared that. So now the cat is out of the bag on that. Um, talk about the book, this new book just published, which you uh, you wrote along. We have to give credit to, uh, to Peter Wise, who uh, played a, a very critical role in writing the book. Peter Wise, from he lives in South Florida. I know you spent many, many hours putting the book together. What are maybe some of the highlights, some of the things that you reflected on and wrote about um, that the general public does not know? Stories that you shared in the book that have never been told before about your time with uh, Prime Minister Menachem Begin, you know, also before he was even prime minister and then through his uh, leadership here in the state of Israel. What's something unique that the people out there probably don't know about Menachem Begin. Yes. Actually, in my first book, which is called I Shall Not Die, I had a full chapter of about Menachem Begin called Mar Begin. But that was just one chapter. And then I realized many years later that there are so many stories that I did not tell and I, in, in my first book, in that first chapter. So I decided to reminisce because our relationship was 25 years old. I, I really heard the first time the name of Menachem Begin back when I was in a DP camp in Austria and I was 15 years old. And I liked what I was hearing. He was wanted the British out of Palestine and he made sure that they leave. And he also wouldn't allow for the British to whip the what he uses to call the Hebrew fighters and the Ragoon or Lehi. Uh, he was related to Lehi but it was mostly Eitzel. Irgun, and he would say, you whip our boys and we are going to whip yours. And to me, when I was a 15-year-old, I thought this was great. We finally have a proud Jew, a real Jew, and he is fighting for, for the state of Israel. 
And my older brother actually joined the Irgun also, and he went to Israel from Austria from a DP camp, and he was on that famous ship Altalena. Altalena. That's where Ben-Gurion decided to sink that ship and kill about 16. And about 16 Irgunists died on that ship. And the reason why I said I used to refer to him when I used to introduce him as Honest Abe, because to me he was greater than even Abe Lincoln because... He was avoided a civil war. Although Ben-Gurion decided to kill Etzelniks, he gave the order as the commander of Irgun not to shoot back. There's not going to, he's not, doesn't want to see a Jew kill another Jew. And the order was not to respond, although there were many losses. And of course, the ship Altalena was sunk. My brother did not get hurt, but he never could get a job after 1948, after the war, which he fought and helped to create the state of Israel. So I have all these memories and him being my hero, I decided to tell some of the stories and in a special book, which is, as Josh mentioned, Menachem Begin Remembered by me. So he had a great sense of humor, and uh, none of this ever, the media never picked it up, and they never talked to him in a friendly way. He used to be called a, a terrorist and a fascist and, and all kinds of names. But he had a great, in fact, that even at one time he said, you know, although he's known as, as, as the media portrayed him as a, as a as a as a fascist, it didn't bother him, and he waited twenty nine years. He was on the opposition. First it was Chirut, and then Likud. Twenty nine years in the opposition, and he never gave up. And finally, which I predicted so many times, and I used to tell him that you are going to be the prime minister. And in fact, when he did win in 1977, when he became prime minister, he used to tell me, you have, you have more confidence in me than I did. I didn't know I was, I was going to make it. And I used to tell him, yes, you, you, you will make it. And we worked hard for, in the campaign and, and paying off debts and doing all those things that needed to be done to, for him to become a very, a very successful prime minister. I want to go on just a little bit of a tangent here because I want to clarify something you mentioned to the listeners. You mentioned that uh, Menachem Begin wanted the British out of Palestine. 
Now, the word Palestine is a very heated uh, word today. You know, I am uh, I spent a lot of time on social media and Twitter and the term Palestine has actually been hijacked by the anti-Israel haters who claim that there was a country called Palestine here and the Jews showed up after 2000 years and invaded Palestine and took it over and threw the Arabs out and established a state here. Uh, I want you to clarify that that term Palestine, because, you know, a lot of my listeners know when we mention Palestine, we're talking about the British mandate of a place called Palestine, which is a 2000 year old world word, uh, which the Romans renamed this area basically to uh, humiliate the Jews who are living here. But just touch on that term, which Yasser Arafat and the PLO and the others essentially hijacked. Just clarify, if you can, when you hear today people talking about Palestine, when they say Palestine, I usually say, you know, Palestine is a place uh, of, of imagination, of fiction, like Narnia. There is no Palestine. There's never been a state of Palestine. Just just discuss that for, for a minute. When you see those people today who have hijacked that term, uh, who, who cannot even state the word Israel. Very simple. Actually, back in the 40s, when I was a teenager in a DP camp, when somebody came from Eretz Yisrael, this is what we used to refer to it, Eretz Yisrael, not Palestine. But since they came from that area, the Jews were the Palestinians. The others who lived here were the Arabs. But they, of course, changed it with uh, Arafat and all and all those propaganda things. So, but we used to refer to it very simply, Eretz Yisrael, and we are going back to Eretz Yisrael, although the British wouldn't let us in, and we lost a lot of people, and we lost six million, one-third of our Jewish people. In fact, man, in our own family, we... My father, my brother, and my mother, and myself are the only ones that survived from our shtetl of several, several thousand Jews, uh, which used to call Galicia, or in Russian, Zapadna, Ukraina. And when we returned, we, we, we survived, but the only ones, nobody in the family survived when we returned from the Soviet Union, and I will mention that a little bit, talk about that too. But as far as Palestine, that's not, not what we refer to. We, it's the British that called it about, they, they had, they called it Palestine, but, but we didn't, we in the Irgun Swailumi always referred to it as Eretz Yisrael and, and the others, were the Arabs, period. You mentioned that when, uh, going back to Menachem Begin now, you mentioned in 1977 when there was this historic uh, change and Likud took over the leadership of the state of Israel for the first time um, with Menachem Begin for, what was it, 29 years serving in the opposition and finally winning the election and Likud taking over the government, causing a 
uh, change, major change in the state of Israel. I want to talk about the situation here today in the state of Israel in 2022 as we're heading into 2023. You know, Prime Minister Netanyahu, he's almost Prime Minister again, is forming a government and uh, there are members of his cabinet who are also being labeled as Menachem Begin was, as fascists, extremists, you know, haters of everything humanist, haters of everything open-minded and liberal. Uh, are you seeing any type of similar resemblance today as was the case in 1977? Where, by, and by the way, now the government hasn't even officially been formed yet. And yet you have editorials in the New York Times and publications all over, even here in Israel, local Israeli publications, talking about how this is the end of the state of Israel. The state of Israel is going to be ruined because of these fascists and these uh, haters and, and whatnot. I mean, are you seeing a similarity between now and when Begin took over back in 1977? Yes, uh, definitely. Uh, I, do, I, I do see that. And... They also said that, you know, Begin is going to start a war. He's, he's a fascist, like I mentioned before. Not, not true. Or when the liberals, so-called liberals, when they talk about uh, a Jewish, it has to be either a Jewish state or a democracy. It can't be, it can't be both, and that's ludicrous. This is a, a democracy, and, and of course, Begin believed in it. And uh, it, it can be, I want to assure in my own mind, is it can be a Jewish state, and it can be a democracy. They claim, no, it cannot be, and I am telling you, I am not concerned one, one iota that this is Israel will not be a democracy, not at all. But but the main thing also is is look at the facts. You know, when Menachem, after twenty nine years, became the prime minister, what did he do? He started the peace process, and I explained this in my book. He is the one. They all give credit to Anwar Sadat. You know, he came to Jerusalem, and that's how the process started. Not at all. I personally witnessed Menachem Begin, and he told us that he is starting the peace process when he actually went went to to Romania to meet with Ceausescu at that time because. He was a friend of Sadat. He says, I actually was there when he talked to the ambassador from Romania. He says, I want to meet with Ceausescu. And he did. He, he left for three days. He went to Romania, met with Ceausescu, and Ceausescu assured him that Sadat is serious. And what happened? He signed a peace treaty with Egypt. He didn't start a war. He signed a peace treaty. Imagine Menachem Begin signing a peace treaty. And actually what they predicted that he, who knows, it's no longer going to be a democracy. Of course, they called it a mahapach. 
because they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't fathom the idea that uh, that this is a great man and he is going to to do his best to make in, in the way he talked about about peace the way he defined peace when he received his 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 uh, nobel peace prize for 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 creating a peace between egypt egypt and israel so let me ask you you mentioned you're not concerned one iota about the future of the state of israel but do you see any particular leaders in our country today that have the same amount of charisma or leadership that Begin had? Is there one particular politician out there who perhaps could lead Israel in the direction which, which Begin certainly did? Is there anybody out there? Are we still, are we in search of a, of a leader? Is there anybody in mind that you could maybe single out uh, who you have the confidence in who can run the state of Israel as Begin did from a very a very highly principled position. You mentioned he was a Jewish prime minister with uh, the traditions he uh, upkept while he was the prime minister insisting on kosher food when he traveled. Is there anybody out there who has a similar, uh, has those similar leadership qualities which Begin had? Anybody out there today? The answer is no. There's... There's nobody like Begin, and probably will never be anybody like Begin. The closest one right now, of course, is Bibi Netanyahu, and uh, and 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 I'm so glad that that he is going to be the, the prime minister. But can you compare him to Menachem Begin? No, because of the honesty, as I mentioned, the honesty and the integrity and the love that he had for the Jewish people and for any Jew, whether it's an Ethiopian or whether, whether it's a Romanian or whether it's a Polish Jew, or he loved any Jew. So, no, there, there's nobody like him. And, and I guess people realize it more and more, you know, when I take a, t a taxi and I go to the, which I had a lot to do with, and building the Menachem Begin Heritage Center. Uh, when you mention Begin, oh, Begin, oh, Begin, how we miss him. Including Bibi, I had a chance to talk to him, and he told me that I wish this was at a time when the, the embassy was moved. He says, wouldn't it be something if Menachem Begin would be alive? And he saw the, the Golan Heights as part of Israel, recognized by the United States of America, which, which the labor and all the leftists, I don't call them liberals because I'm a liberal, but these are leftists, and uh, they never liked the idea of incorporating the Golan Heights to be part of Israel, which it is right now, and it was recognized by, were recognized by the United States. So there, there's, there's no, there's no comparison. No, there's nobody like like him. So that's why I wrote some of the stories, and the, probably the best example, which is also very, very.
very humorous, you know, because he did have a great sense of humor, which the, the media never never picked it up. They used to, you know, when when he went into seclusion after he resigned, you know, they they thought uh, I could read the newspapers. There's uh, he, the man has Alzheimer's and and he's very depressed and he. And so on and so on. None of it was true because I we went to see him as often as as we could, and and he was and he welcomed us, welcomed my wife and myself, and his sense of humor was unbelievable. So let me just give you one example, which n nobody actually I, I mentioned it to Mayor Soloveitchik, Rabbi Mayor Soloveitchik, and he wrote an article in it. It appeared in the, just recently. In fact, this in this month's commentary, and he called it the Prime Minister's Minyan, and and this is the story that I told him that I happened to be visiting with the Prime Minister, Prime Minister Begin, and we were having uh, tea, and and he just won the, the second term as Prime Minister, and he was negotiating with the Haredim. A government, and all of a sudden, as we were sitting having coffee, the doors burst open, and there were seven of the Haredim, and they were screaming, you know, we will not agree to this, and we will not agree to that, and for about three, four minutes, you know, this went on, and I'm looking at Menachem Begin, he's sitting there, and not saying a word, you know. And finally, there's a little bit of a pause in Menachem Begin. This was like uh, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And this is what he said in Yiddish, which he usually would not say anything in Yiddish, but to the Haredim, because they were speaking Yiddish among themselves. He said the following, Raboy Sai, instead of Rabotai, Raboy Sai. And they look at each other and they shake their heads, no. No, although it's the want in Yiddish, although And all of a sudden it becomes quiet, and there were seven of them. Menachem Begin was eight. Yechiel Kadeshai, his number one right hand man. Menachem Begin actually asked me to call him in, and he called him in, and I was the tenth man. We had a minion. Now, just to clarify, in other words, in Yiddish, he asked them if they had prayed Mincha, the afternoon prayer yet, and this pacified these uh, members of Knesset from the Haredi parties. That, that, that stopped the Shrayan, the, you know, the, 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 the noise that they were making, and all of a sudden it's quiet. And as soon as we finished the Minche prayer, I had no business there. I left, and the next morning, I read in the paper in the Jerusalem Post that if a government was agreed to yesterday afternoon at the prime minister's office, and I and I couldn't believe that I was present, <laughs> the way he handled the Haredim, and he took care of it right away. And th this was his. Uh, th this was the, the beauty of his humor, 
and in the way to to understanding people he was uh, he was really a mensch and the way he handled it and sure enough he had he had a government in in one afternoon by just just saying something in yiddish that that is the 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 the, the wisdom of the man whom i admire to this day a great hero of mine we could go on for hours on the topic, but unfortunately we have to uh, come to the end of, of today's show. Um, the name of the book, Menachem Begin Remembered by my father, Hart and Haston. You can get yourself a copy on Amazon. They're selling copies, if you're here in Israel, at the Menachem Begin Heritage Center here in Jerusalem. Um, very, uh, very historical work. A uh, special introduction to the book by Rabbi Shlomo Riskin, the founder of the community of Efrat and Gush Etzion. Also endorsed, the book is endorsed by Ambassador David M. Friedman, former United States Ambassador to Israel. He, uh, he endorsed the book as well. So get yourself a copy. You just got a little bit of a taste. Just This is just the beginning. A little bit of a taste of some of the behind-the-scenes stories, personal stories, uh, which my dad experienced sharing time with the Prime Minister, one and only, uh, one of a kind, I should say, Prime Minister of the State of Israel, Menachem Begin. Dad, thanks so much for taking the time here today in Jerusalem. I'm glad you came on the show. Thanks so much. Thank you, Josh. And um, and that's going to do it for today. A very special edition of Israel Uncensored here on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. As we are celebrating the uh, holiday of Hanukkah, it is Monday, the 19th of December, 2022, the 25th of Kislev, the first day of Hanukkah, 5783, coming to you from Jerusalem, just outside the walls of the old city of the eternal capital of the state of Israel and Jewish people. Uh, I want to sh- give a shout out to Benjamin Bresky, editor of the program, Tabitha Epstein, for everything, th- everything that she does behind the scenes here at the Land of Israel Network. And wishing everyone a Hanukkah Sameach for those who are celebrating. Uh, and, oh, don't forget, get in touch with me during the week. Josh at thelandofisrael.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Let me know what you thought of this special show. Or if you have any comments or questions, I'm happy to pass them on to my dad if you have any other questions about Menachem Begin. But go do yourself a favor and get yourself a piece of history. Um, go out and buy Menachem Begin Remembered. Uh, that's going to do it. Hanukkah Sameach. All the best. Have a great week. Have a safe free week wherever you are in the wonderful world of ours. Shalom, shalom from Jerusalem. All the best, everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah Sameach to all of our listeners. Let's keep our lights shining bright. Happy Hanukkah from the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. So let's be together. Let's light it up. Let's light that Hanukkah wherever we are and be part of a great light together.